It's Wednesday, January the 19th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up... 5G rollout delayed near airports. And Blinken to weigh in on Ukraine. First, the world in brief. AT&T and Verizon agreed to delay activating 5G wireless service near some airports after airlines complained that the technology would interfere with aeroplane equipment. Several international carriers had suspended some flights to America starting Wednesday. The delay marks the third postponement by the telecoms firms in what has been a long-running standoff. America said its top diplomat, Antony Blinken, will meet Russia's foreign minister on Friday and try and defuse tensions over Ukraine. According to the White House, Mr Blinken would, quote, urge Russia to take immediate steps to de-escalate. Negotiations between Russia and the West have so far ended in an impasse. Mr Blinken will also visit Ukraine in a show of support. Australia reported 77 Covid-related deaths on Tuesday, a new record. The country's workforce has been crippled by the Omicron variant, forcing the government to call on backpackers to help. Brazil also recorded its highest ever daily cases of Covid-19 on Tuesday. In Japan, where infections are spiking, the government said it plans to put new restrictions in place. Tonga's government said it had suffered an, quote, unprecedented disaster since being struck by a tsunami caused by an underwater volcano on Saturday. Australia, New Zealand and the UN have promised to help. Ash on the main airport's runway continues to prevent relief planes from landing, but two Navy vessels carrying aid from New Zealand are expected to reach the country's main island by Friday. Microsoft will buy Activision Blizzard, a video game maker, for almost $70 billion. Microsoft has a lot to gain. Activision has nearly 400 million monthly gamers and is known for popular titles such as Call of Duty, Candy Crush and World of Warcraft. The deal, Microsoft's biggest ever purchase, will make the Xbox maker the world's third largest gaming company. Crude oil prices rose to their highest level in seven years as tensions in Europe and the Middle East posed threats to supply. Futures for Brent crude, the international benchmark, rose by 2% to just over $88 a barrel. Meanwhile, ExxonMobil, an American supermajor, pledged to reach net zero emissions by 2050, in part by limiting methane leaks and investing in carbon capture. A federal judge approved Puerto Rico's bankruptcy plan, which involves reducing its outstanding public debt from $33 billion to $7.4 billion. Large creditors such as investment firms BlackRock and Silverpoint Capital backed the deal. The settlement marks a victory for the Financial Oversight Board appointed by Congress to steer the territory out of bankruptcy five years ago. And figure of the day. 300,000. 
the number of Ukrainians who have gained some form of military experience since Russia invaded their country in 2014. And now, here's today's agenda. Mr Macron goes to Strasbourg. Emmanuel Macron, France's president, appears before the European Parliament on Wednesday for a set-piece speech and a debate with its parliamentarians. The address marks the symbolic start of France's turn at the presidency of the Council of the European Union, a rotating six-month role that it formally began on January 1st. Mr Macron is expected to wax lyrical about European identity and values. But French ears will hear decidedly domestic political notes. The country elects a new president in April and he is expected to formally announce his run for re-election soon. Just as in 2017, Mr Macron will try to contrast his pro-European stance with the Euroscepticism of his opponents on both the far left and far right. Setting himself apart will be more complicated this time. His most credible challenger, Valérie Pécresse, is from the centre-right, and she holds largely pro-European views not so different to his own. Britain's inflation problem Wednesday's inflation figures will reflect a nasty squeeze on British living standards. The last reading of around 5% was no fun. And worse may be to come. Household gas and electricity bills could rise by as much as 50% in April when the energy price cap increases, which could push overall inflation above 6%. At the same time, state pensions and working age benefits are expected to rise by only 3.1%. Such a crunch calls for action. Options to cool soaring household costs include a cut to value-added tax, a levy on consumption, loans for energy companies and discounts for poor energy consumers funded by higher bills for rich ones. The Institute for Fiscal Studies, a think tank in London, suggests prioritising the poor. They spend a higher share of their budgets on home heating and electricity. The worst-off tenth of households could see inflation 1.5 percentage points higher than the richest tenth. The question is whether the rich will pay now or everyone will pay later. Airline recovery in sight. Shares of America's big carriers might finally be ready for takeoff. Executives at Delta Airlines forecast that pent-up travel demand will help the economy return to long-term profitability in March, despite a loss when they recently posted the firm's fourth-quarter earnings. As the first major American carrier to release its earnings, The firm provided an indication of what might be on the tarmac for American Airlines and United Airlines when they report this week. Carriers are scaling up. American Airlines plans to hire 18,000 employees in 2022. Delta expects to add as many as 5,000 and will offer a majority of its staff a $1,250 bonus in February. 
Airlines hope that falling cases of COVID-19 will get potential passengers booking vacations and encourage staff who have been hesitant to return to work. Carriers might still report fourth quarter losses, but Wall Street analysts are betting COVID won't keep them grounded much longer. A health check on P&G. In the pandemic, cleanliness has been at a premium. Demand for health, hygiene and cleaning products jumped, boosting their manufacturers' profits. Consequently, Procter & Gamble, an industry giant, has had a good two years. But the sector's growth may be slowing, and P&G executives warn that commodity price rises could pinch. Analysts do not anticipate fireworks from P&G's earnings report on Wednesday. The company, which is behind brands such as Pampers Baby Products, is expected to announce revenue growth of a bit more than 3% year-on-year for the last quarter of 2021, down from 5% the previous quarter. P&G's returns on investments still outperform competitors such as Johnson & Johnson and Unilever, which report in a few weeks. The two have opposed strategies to cope with the headwinds. Unilever's hitherto unsuccessful bids for a slice of GlaxoSmithKline show that it's doubling down on health and hygiene products. J&J is spinning off its consumer health unit to focus on pharmaceuticals. Chatting about the Middle East When Eamon Dean and Thomas Small first met, they felt as though they were, quote, spiritual brothers. It was an unlikely friendship. Mr Dean, born in Saudi Arabia, is a former jihadist and Al-Qaeda member who became an MI6 double agent in Afghanistan. He thwarted several major terrorist acts before being exposed and now works as a security consultant with a fatwa on his head. Mr. Small, in contrast, is an American who grew up an evangelical Christian in California and almost became a Greek Orthodox monk. On Wednesday, the third season of Conflicted, a podcast in which they chat about Middle Eastern history and politics, comes out. Though their backgrounds seem at first glance entirely dissimilar, Mr. Small points out that both took, quote, the most extreme path in their devotion to their faiths. Having popped their own filter bubbles, perhaps their podcast will do the same for others. Winter Quiz, Week 6. The battle with our baristas grinds on. As in previous weeks, we'll serve you a new question each day. On Thursday, your challenge will be to give all four answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Thursday to editor-espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Friday. Wednesday. On which instrument is James Galway a virtuoso? Finally, here's the quote of the day. From August Comte, 
who was born on this day in 1798. Language forms a kind of wealth, which all can make use of at once without causing any diminution of the store. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.